This is a HeadGum Original. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If I were you, I'd tell you what I would do. I'd listen to these unprofessionals here. Tender girls deluxe and suicidal Starbucks. So let's bring it on down. With Jake and me. Seize the cheese. Perfect. It was it was light, it was catchy, it was long, but not too long. It was quick, but not terribly quick. Do you know what I mean? It was a good length of time for a theme nice. song. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was felt like I was kind of Filling the silence because you were, yeah. <laughs> it's not filling the silence. You're staring was... dead-eyed into the Zoom. I felt like I needed to vamp because you had. Really I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah say who it shown is. up. <laughs> it's, so that themes. I was covering your ass. Thank you. That song. And was for right. me to do that on your own. Forget show. it. I won't say who wrote it because now you took that person's time. That yeah, that time, time is yeah. gone. So I'm sorry to blame. Okay. I don't have the mm-hmm. mental bandwidth and energy to. You don't have the acuity. Yeah, that's correct. That's him. correct. That's why I was vamping. That is why I was vamping. My name is Michael Cortez, and I met you recently at the We're the Millers showing. That was not recently. <laughs> you found this. It, this is an old That's email. That's right. Uh, as of recently, I've decided to search theme instead of song. And some people wrote us emails saying, here's my submission for a theme. Uh, that one was written in mm. 2013. Yeah. That's when we went, that's when we went on that uh, Meet the Millers or Where the Millers? What was it? Um, that was Where the Millers. It was a a movie that came out eight or nine years ago and college humor had mm. a ad campaign wherein me and you would show up to different cities, introduce the movie and that's it. It was a very, that was maybe the easiest fucking gig we ever had. Cause it wasn't making a no. video. We didn't have to actually no. perform. We had to show up at the movie and just say, here's the movie. And then we, I think at like a, a couple of cities, we were like, hey, we don't really know what we're doing here. And they asked <laughs> us to do it. Because we also, there was no oversight. There wasn't anybody from the agency or brand there or anything. It was just me, you, and yes, Marty. I think Marty sold it as an ad campaign to sort of like send us to exciting cities for free. Mm-hmm. And we would get paid to like party in Seattle and then introduce a movie. Then party in Portland and introduce the movie. And then I remember by the time we got to LA, we were so tired and hungover and sad that it was like a Monday night yeah. raining in LA movie screening of We're the Millers. We also, and no, then the next day we had to go to San Diego or something. Yeah, that was, we had also, we saw that we ended up seeing the movie like four times because we <laughs> needed to like, we needed to introduce the movie and then sit through it. And then I think we did like meet and greet after the movie or something. We like took photos with people. Yeah. Your parents came to the LA one. Yes, they did. They were very and proud of me to introduce a movie I had nothing to do with. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, so thanks to Michael. Sorry we didn't get to it until uh, 2021. But hopefully you're still alive, you're still listening, and you're still enjoying the film. We're the Millers <laughs> starring Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis and Jen Aniston. God, what a film. We mm-hmm. People don't talk about that movie enough anymore. I feel like everyone's like, let's talk about Dune or Succession or some shit. For as many times as I saw that movie, I couldn't tell you what it's about. I have no recollection. I think there's an RV at some point. Yeah, I think I saw it it's four a times. shitty family pretending to be a different family. But it's, oh, they're not a family. It's like, Four con artists working together to pretend to be a family for some reason. Oh, that sounds familiar. Like, let's show up and like we'll say we're a real family, and then by the end they actually do become the chosen a, family, a real family. Now I'm getting all fucking choked You're up. You're crying. 
because it was such a <laughs> I don't even, special, yeah. special film for that You're, time. I'm not place. even 100% sure it's right what you said, <laughs> but it made you cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, this is another classic lightning round edition of If I Were You, the only advice yes. pod on the wad, hosted by Odd. Mm. I'm, and God. I'm God. Nice. No, I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should say that for whatever reason, the venue uh, in New York City, Gramercy Theater, we're doing live shows. This comes out Monday. We're doing live shows on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the live shows were sold out, and the venue said, you know what? Here's 25 more tickets that just became available. Yeah, they just do that, what, to to drum up excitement or something? Yeah, maybe it's like, oh, it was sold out, but now it's not. So if you're interested in attending, uh, we're doing a HeadGum Live podcast. A HeadGum Podcast Live, I should say. We're doing a, there's a Doughboys, there's a NAD Pod, there's a High and Mighty Power Hour. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's probably tickets available for all four, if not uh, at least two of those shows. Um, yeah. You can go to HeadGum.com slash live. Check it out. And we'll be there hanging out the entire time. So it's not just a show. It's a, it'll be a party, I assure you. It's an event. It's yes. a gathering. Yes. And it's With your first, chosen family, Miller's style. It's the first gathering since the plandemic. So it should be fun. Plandemic. I oh, really hate that you shoved the L in there. Oh, come on. I mean, it just to makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it actually just make sense if you think about it? Yeah, definitely. Had to have been a plan. And it all went off without a hitch. It was perfect. (laughs) If it was a plan, I feel like the guy or team that executed it must be really pumped about how it went. That was like, they really Mm -hmm. altered human history forever with that plan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worked. If it was a plan, I feel like the person or team behind it would want to take credit for it. Like The team. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I guess I did it. Like, it took eight years to come up with this disease. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, I, give me yeah. my props. <laughs> give me daps for that. It's like the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. At first it was a secret. And then after four years, he's like, fuck mm. it. I want free beers for life. I did it. I shot yeah. the fucker. And now I'm I would go on podcast and talk about it. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. It feels like at this point, you know, no matter what, like who was behind it or not, like if, whatever where we are now can't have been the intended uh thing from the plan right oh you think they, so it's a, yeah the plan stopped after like a few weeks and now it's like taken on a life of its own right it yeah it almost feels so even if this was like sort of uh somebody's decision it, it it's almost like those like wildfires or something it's like caught on a little too much. Yeah, now I'm starting to like, feel I bad about the for plan. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted it to be like a seasonal flu of sorts. <laughs> I wanted it to be over. Yeah, I could. They couldn't have planned uh, America's resistance to the vaccine. They couldn't have planned making taking a vaccine political, right? Nobody no one, knew. Nobody, nobody knew that we would so, be so undervaxed and undermaxed. That we'd, that we would fucking band together, get a cure for the disease, <laughs> and then half the country would be like, nah. The old this thanks, is but n- no yeah. thanks. Right. That's, there's no way anybody could have planned for that. Um, although, if you were, I guess if you were paying attention the last five years, it does make a whole lot of sense. Maybe. It's, it's, it, I don't know. Everything's, everything's so good. That's the I best part. It. And that's why we're answering questions today. So, for example, here's one. Uh, r- written by Chili, a.k.a. Chilton. Has Jake been growing out his hair in order to be hard-won surefoot for Halloween? Mm. Talk about a long plan, a long con, a long course of action. Have you been not cutting your hair since March of 2020 just to pull off a costume? That's not far from the truth. A couple things. One, hard-won surefoot, my D&D character, who is um, tall, jacked, has a huge beard, incredible thick hair uh, that's long that he wears in braids. Uh, I came up with him because that's the kind of, that's like the aesthetic that I idolize. I want that like Thor (laughs) look, you know? Um, A Hemsworth of sorts. Yeah. So there's like the desire to grow out my hair came before Hard One. Hard One was born of the desire to grow out my hair. The pandemic gave me the excuse to get through that awkward stage, um, you know, where... The bowl cut. Yeah, the bowl cut. 
And have you seen photos and videos of yourself from like September of 2020? And you're like, oh, wow, I forgot my hair was that for like three to five months. September of 2020. So yeah, just like pretty, like pretty seven months long. into the pandemic. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I remember then thinking my hair was long, but I had no idea what was to come. Where now it's basically, headed? yeah, down to my shoulders. Um, so... And then the other part of the question is that once I got to this length, I started growing my beard again. I usually grow my beard for like three months and then I shave it all off. And then I grow it for three or four months and shave it all off. I'm not like a trim it to keep it an even length guy. Yeah. Um, but as it got longer, I think now it's almost four months. Um, I was like, I could ha I could basically look like doing, I'm doing hard one cosplay for the NADPOD live show. Right. which that's what I'm doing. Not quite Halloween, but I am trying to channel his vibe for the live show. Although isn't Hard One gone and now you're a new character? That's correct. But Hard One, um, usually when we do a live show, we'll, we'll be like the band of boobs. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're doing yet for our live show, but I feel like, you know, no matter what, it's going to be good to, to look like Hard One for the NAD fans. Interesting. Okay. Um, there's another question. Mr. Tie-Dye1 says, do you guys still keep in touch with anyone from the OGCH crew? Pat Streeter, Sarah, uh, Dan, etc." Oh, you know, I was actually, I was with Sarah this morning um, and we ran into someone who was a fan of the College Humor videos. So that was really <laughs> Must have freaked that person the fuck out. Yeah, she was like, oh my God, I didn't know you guys... <laughs> Still kept in touch. I, <laughs> she didn't even know we still lived in New York. But yeah, it must have been really weird to be like, oh, look, they're still there. They're hanging out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I see. I mean, I see Sarah a decent amount. I keep in touch with everyone. I saw Dan last week. Um, I haven't seen Streeter, though. I haven't seen Streeter in a minute. Yeah, I've been texting with him. And he was in LA for a little bit, but we couldn't meet up. But yeah, um, Streeter's busy at SNL. I, I mean, I still text with um some of these folks and hope to see them as soon as travel opens up in the new world yeah like when i go to new york for the live show headgum.com slash live yeah maybe they'll be there i saw pat last week too you know what? Oh, really I, I see yeah i see folks we could convince people to come to the show that way we can have a mini reunion of sorts that'd be tight uh here's another question uh by twerk cobain good name did looking at older content in Jake and Amir Watch Jake and Amir on your Patreon impact the writing process for the new videos? And if so, were there any notes or lessons you learned uh, uh, during that series that you specifically kept in mind when working on new stuff? Hmm. I definitely think it helped. It's it certainly helped us like stay sharp, I think. Like, yeah, get in the mindset of those characters again yeah because on the patreon we watch and grade we like pick apart and we look at old scripts and we look at like production notes and stuff so it does feel like we're we're taking a class on how to revamp jake and amir and yeah. like we when we wrote the halloween i don't know if it's a spoiler or whatever but we we shot another halloween costumes ideas episode right that's gonna come out and we watched all the old ones and i think it was partially watching halloween costumes um, the one with Opa that made us laugh so much <laughs> that made us want to write another one. Uh, yeah. So yeah think, when I'm think, sad and in a uh, sad mustache is a very funny character. Yeah. Opa leads a suicidal style life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Opa's sad of himself. Uh, yeah, it's definitely helped us kept, keep in character, keep sharp, and uh, in the mindset of... Um, the scripts that we're writing um I, there's some of these that have we've answered i'm sure what what is the best sauce and what is the best pasta shape you've already gone on record with these right yeah i've i've waxed on this i think vodka sauce is the best pasta shape um and, or no sorry vodka sauce is the best pasta sauce actually vodka sauce is the best shape it's like little jars of vodka sauce as the shape and then for the best sauce, I'll choose angel hair sauce. That's not bad. And then, of course, pipe regatta. 
that's the best shape. I, I yeah. def, I've talked extensively about that. And you, you like a ruot. You like a wheel-style pasta with a thin water sauce. You say... <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, you mix thin water, thin water sauce. No, basically a wash. And you I like the hard. oil that comes out of ketchup first as the sauce, and as for the shape, the box that a spaghetti comes in. Mm-hmm. So I'll sort of fill it up with the ketchup oil precum. Jesus Christ! The oil ketchup oil precum <laughs> is a really good name for your album. Uh, here's an interesting one. No intelligence writes dream casting for a Jake and Amir biopic. So we're doing a show about our lives. Who plays us in that show? I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that I would be played by my doppelganger, Chris Hemsworth. As I've mentioned, we have the. That's what you would look. That's similar. What you look like in, at age twenty five. I guess he's a little older now. He's like 37 or 38. Yeah. He we're talking about leather. like a show about the sh- We were both young. Right. You were sort of pale, Not and, pale. and chubby. You were chubby. kind of a flabby little preteen. I think loser. you put, I think you don't say that about me. I think you put like. <laughs> please don't make fun of that please 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 knock that off you'd be paul dano and Mm -hmm. i'd be paul dano (laughs) you know i think hemsworth in a fucking yellow belt are you kidding me the yellow belt era jake and amir hemsworth in costume looking at like me wearing a red stripe t-shirt and bell-bottom jeans boot cut denim yeah i don't know who would i be (laughs) Um, I, I DJ Qualls. He's so oh, McLovin. He's older. <laughs> All these people are older than me. DJ Qualls is definitely in his mid forties. I guess now. Timothy Chalamet could disappear into. Thank the role. you. Yeah. Thank you. I do often consider myself a Chalamet type. Timothy Chalamet and Jake Paul, <laughs> and Marty Michael as Jake. Wow. You don't hate that. I do, actually. Marty as Salvatore as you? (laughs) Marty is a... God, it's so funny that he's in the videos as Salvatore and also (laughs) in investor meetings. (laughs) Yeah, we saw your video, and uh, we're not going to give you any money. That's fair. Uh, Okay, here's uh, a quickie uh, by Justin Becker. Are James Bond movies confusing, or am I just a fool? I think... So I, I saw the new Bond and that's why I, I asked it, yeah. I was reading about um, it, and I was reading about uh, Daniel Craig, Craig's Bonds. And the interesting thing that I found was that he's the only Bond to have all of his movies connected. And I think that's what makes them a little confusing, because it was super confusing for me. Like, these movies, there have been, what is it, like five over the last 15 years or something like that? Oh, and, and unless you watch them, they're plot holes that you wouldn't understand. Yeah, like I haven't seen a Bond movie in over two years, and they're and they're, they're just talking to me about like Spectre and <laughs> uh, Blomfeld. I think actually, <laughs> have you really have you seen name. every Bond? Have you just seen like some picked and choose? I think I've seen all of the Daniel Craig Bonds, and I think I've seen I think I might have seen all the Pierce Brosnan Bonds. Wow. The Pierce Bonsman. Yeah, I I don't remember being like I was a I was like a fan of Bond when I was in seventh or eighth grade because that's when like the Bond video game was, uh, and then I'm just like an action movie fan. So I saw all of the Daniel Craig ones, and I I thought he was I thought he was great, but I think that's why it's confusing because all of the other ones were like standalone films, and they've gotten like more and more confusing. It's a similar thing to me with Mission Impossible where it's just like these vast conspiracies where everyone is in on it, everyone's double-crossing each other, yeah, and you you really start to lose perspective after a while. I like a right. nice, small, self-contained movie. So how did you like Bond, the new one? The first, the first half of it was incredible. The second half of it was pretty fine. I overall liked it, but I didn't understand what the bad guy's purpose was. To blow up the world or something, right? 
Yeah, but he had, it was very bizarre. He, I didn't really understand what his motivation was to do that. I see. You just had to sort of go with the flow and assume that Bond was saving the day, but yeah. you didn't really understand why. He was. There's also. I, really, can I do a Bond spoiler? Can I do a okay, Bond sure, spoiler? Yeah. All I right. mean, if you if you don't want it spoiled, then don't listen to this. Yeah. But it's I think small these movies thing. cannot be spoiled because, it's, like, this one, the I think story really, doesn't really matter, right? right? It's all just the cool action scenes. Yeah. I mean, this. I think there's ways to spoil this one, but there is just one part where the bad guy has Bond's. Um, a child. Let's just say a child. Okay. <laughs> I hope nobody wanted this. But the, all right, the bad guy has a child, um, and he's like holding the child hostage. He like gets Bond to do what he wants. Then like Bond is gone. They're separated, and the, he has this child who like has all of the leverage. The kid bites him, and he's like, "If you don't <laughs> want my prote- protection, you can leave." And then the kid goes, and it's like that's fucking crazy. You had the kid calls an Uber back to Bond. He basically like it's he's he is on the one yard line of getting away, and then he just takes his fucking bargaining chip and he's like, "All right, go, go." Then I don't care. <laughs> like he's he's watched Bond kill all of his fucking henchmen. He needs that thing. Yeah, but he got bit. <laughs> he absolutely got bit for that. Yeah, that's a weird uh, movie uh okay let's take a break and come back with some more cues to a after these m's nice thank you to squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show bless you uh uh, did i sneeze no i was (laughs) blessing them for sponsoring us oh i see uh squarespace is the greatest way to build a website (laughs) so you did think i sneezed (laughs) that time yeah Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store. Yes. Exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God, that's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes, if you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com, and then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is ByRodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy, buy Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at HiRodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use Squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's Squarespace.com slash segments. Right. And use that coupon code, that promo code segments. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com. Yep. Slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Hey, hey. Um, here's a quick and easy one from the Adam. Are you more of a Messi or a Ronaldo fan? Oh, fucking, you know me. Major You're a Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I like them both. I don't, I, to me, I don't feel like they are the head to head thing. Goat on goat, you can't hate either goat. But I'm more of a Ronaldo fan. Like, I love that he's back in the EPL and I am obsessed with watching him. And he's fucking yoked, hot, talented. 
And I'll say Messi because that's who should be playing me in our biopic. Yeah, you absolutely, you and Messi really do look alike. It's pretty wild. It's kind of cool that I look like a famous, awesome athlete. I mean, granted, he's a five foot, eight inch soccer stud Mm -hmm. and not like, you know, a basketball player or someone tall and shredded, but it's kind of nice to look like the goat in one of the most revered sports on earth. Yeah, totally. Maybe I'll get a fucking sleeve for Halloween and get a messy jersey. Have you ever taken the ball out on the pitch? Have you ever kicked around uh, a soccer ball? I mean, not really. And I'm starting to think if there's some sort of weird cosmic connection between looking like me and just being able to dribble around the defense like the maestro does in the Americana. Run at full sprint while controlling the ball. Like fucking strides matching the kick ball never getting too far in front of you like that's really cool that you could probably do that like and i think i could probably hit a strike with either leg sort of off angle Mm. off kilter between the goalie's legs or maybe off to the right i was gonna do you feel like you have the ice in your veins it's like (laughs) required for taking like a PK. I think so. I think so because a lot of it has to do with remaining calm in the situation. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> let's, I can let's, pull that let's off. play one out. Okay. It's you, you're yes. on your national the, team. Is okay. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. Los Feliz. Right. Or, okay. Yeah, wherever I'm from. You're fr- okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be. I don't want to let anyone the, down. The hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's all coming down to you. Are you going. Just tell me where it, where in the goal you're going to kick it. At the too goalie, high. Right? Not too, too high, but a little high. high. Over you the crossbar. Over the crossbar. Oh, my God. I'm, you I'm couldn't even my say where you, you felt you fainted. You just fainted for a second. I'm browned out at the thought of letting my countrymen down. Another pint of the old tomato oil, please. Anything to drown my wounds. The pre-cum from the ketchup, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a classic Sandy question from Noah Kutu. Grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly? whoa whoa i'll go grilled cheese that's kind of a that could never disappoint grilled cheese is always gonna be good it's always gonna feel right yeah and i'm gonna go with a pb and j because i like a sweet treat more than a cheesed meat (laughs) that's that's really good that was and good. don't forget the shash. Are you guys willing to act opposite your coworkers in more Jeffrey the dumbass sketches, or is that bridge burned? And are you and Mr. James no longer on speaking terms? According to I am a Crowner, mm-hmm. you got I, you had a falling out with Jeff, right? But then you patched things up. You had another falling out, and now you guys are okay. We're bros again, but ultimately we're not necessarily ever going to be friends. Yeah. If you have to keep him at an arm's length, but (laughs) keep your enemies close is what they say. Yes. Enemies close, friends even further away. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is a, oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, is Mickey your friend making a return to the J and A series anytime soon? Asking I, for a friend. Ask ASAP Mick. I pitched it. I said we should do another Mickey episode, actually. It's tough because we want to like hit all the classics, but at the same time we don't want to just hit, rehit the classics. So like mm-hmm. yeah. we want to do like a Mickey episode and a scroll episode and a costume episode, but we also right. want to do some new shit as well. Yeah. I think that's, and hopefully I think we're going to shoot, we're going to shoot when you're in New York, right? Yes. And so um, that could be a Mickey or it can be a new one or maybe one of each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of each. Let's go one of each. Um, actually, why don't you throw out an idea right now and I can either confirm or reject it. Um, remember there's no bad ideas. We just need to hear uh what's going on what what do you have what do you have to pitch just uh it could be anything or a jake There's and amir idea jake and amir title colon okay. blank jake and amir pie that's really good and then yeah. is it about the number or is it about the uh dessert that's the interesting thing it's pie day okay 
that's uh, really good yeah it ties yeah. it to a month march okay. 14th but you've made a pie um and <laughs> it's then it turns you are trying to convince me to eat it for pie day i finally uh-huh. um to to appease you i take a bite but it's an uncooked chicken pot pie and i, I instantly so it's sort of cold and raw in the middle raw chicken i get yeah. food poisoning and that's the end of the episode <laughs> I love it. No notes. How do we make it more like split pea soup? So I'll walk in with a boiling hot pie instead of a cold one, and it mm. spills all over my face and neck. <laughs> From that point on, it's basically the old script verbatim shot yeah. in our new office. I guess that's the toughest one. Cause like, because now we technically own the lease on the office that we shoot in, we're a lot like, and because we're doing all of the production ourselves, we we aren't getting insanely ambitious. Like we would never write one that we were sh- gonna set at a restaurant. We would never right. write one that had you uh, covered in blood because we're not shooting somewhere <laughs> where we have a shower. We can't just give it to someone who's more um, organized than us and be like, find us a restaurant. Yeah. Um, so they have to be a little more contained. Not unlike my favorite Bond movies. <laughs> um would you ever ask triforce tk would you re- would you ever have a listener slash viewer on the podcast for an episode mm, that could I be would, hard yeah it's I a high it's, risk proposition yeah i would be into a version of it where we like did call-ins or fallen pup follow-up pups where we interview someone based on the advice that we gave them that could be an interesting added segment yeah, or like a call-in, like people call in and ask us questions for a specific segment. But to have yeah. a somebody that we don't know at all, we've even like had quote-unquote celebrities pitch to us, um, and sometimes we have them on the podcast, and it doesn't feel as natural because it's not like three friends hanging out. It's like me, you, and a somewhat successful person sort of shooting the shit, but we have to be polite and mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have a, a built-in chemistry with that person. Right. Which is, I like that as I like that every once in a while keeps us sharp, changes things up. I, that's why I think if, if there was enough structure, I would interview a fan or if there was enough, like a purpose to them being there. I wonder if we can get Mike Pence on the show because huh. he's sort of the last. He was the VP under Trump. I, of, and we can, I know that. Of course I know that. Yeah, and we can have him like, I wonder if we could ask him certain things about with regards to uh, the, the uh, COVID response yeah. and uh, being And we could just be like, not that many that. people listen to this show, uh, Mr. Yeah. Vice President. So it's I would like, ask him how he like sort of, Comp, like how he compromises how he finds this balance between being like a man of faith and principle right. with regards to his religious um background and then also like sort of being trump's toilet at the same right. time like how would he sort of like, were you like were you sad the day that you found out that trump wanted to have you hanged by everyone did you or feel you like, like did you think that that was funny and par for the course right. was that did just sort trump of being trump or was that a bridge too far <laughs> Did the Donald ever look at you and say, you're fired? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And why won't you have dinner with a woman that's not your wife? (laughs) Who you call mother. (laughs) We would ask, but we'd also ask silly questions like, what's your favorite sauce? Or Mm. fuck, Mary kill, barbecue, ranch, ketchup. What if his favorite sauce is also ketchup pre-cum? That's what he calls it, too. (laughs) Yeah. So look forward to that in the... uh, upcoming I don't if know, we could week. get mike pence to say seize the cheese would you end every episode with it uh not every episode but it would definitely i would be able to extend an invitation going forward to mm-hmm. mike pence if you were able to give us a right. quick if we had even any, a golden mic or a right. turdy reference a journalist out there that can ask mike pence a question they just say uh, Mr. Pence, will you say seize the cheese? And he would be like, seize the cheese. And then he'd be like, that, why would you want me to it. say that? That's but good. like, he, and then we have you know, it. we have it. It doesn't even matter. You don't even have to ask a follow-up question. You say, thank you, Mr. Vice President. I got it. And that's all you need. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. This guy named Trey 
Emmanuel Trelter 12 asks, are you guys planning on having more guests on Jake and Amir Watch? We used to have a lot of guests. Mm, that's true. We actually, we should shoot one in person because we're, we are, I've seen you thrice now or no, twice now. No, thrice now, thrice now in the last few months since July, I've seen you thrice. That's a lot. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. And I'm seeing you again next week and I'll be in LA actually. I think the week after that. Good to know. See, we can shoot many in person and maybe with a guest. Yeah. That's a good tip. That's a good, not just a good question, but a good suggestion. Mm -hmm. And we should try to get Ben to be on it, Jake and Amir. That's my big goal. Ben Schwartz or? Any Ben will do. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure my brother would reprise his role in Jake and Amir office interview or whatever. Which Wow. <laughs> do people know that that's your brother? Is that a well-known fact? <laughs> It's very well known, um, and I was, everybody knows it. I was thinking because we were talking about on uh, Jake and Amir watch, like when we were talking about the first insecure Jake or something. Um, yeah. And we we're talking about this on TikTok too, Christ. But like, there, I think we need to break up Jake and Amir's in, uh, like you know, BCE, BCE before current era, and ACE after current era, or maybe just CE current era, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But we, but to me, I think the breakdown is pre-hd mm. and post so hd the, the canon cameras versus the hvx cameras yes exactly the self shot versus four the, by three versus widescreen mm -hmm. yeah and then and when we started having camera ops i think that was sd versus hd mm -hmm. yeah audio boom mics versus nope sd versus hd is a pretty good era those that that, yeah. that really breaks it down yeah it makes it look like we shot our first four episodes in 1993 or something. Yeah, which we did. Uh, Procopio Vera asked, you guys should guest on the Hey Babe podcast. Where? What's that? I don't know. The Hey Babe podcast. I guess there's a podcast called Hey Babe on Apple Podcasts. We don't do a lot of guesting. I guess we do. Um, we guest on... Uh, headgum shows right no we should do more guesting i would love it It'd be a good opportunity for us to uh um shout out orion the dating app yeah we should be I making mean, a press circuit yes exactly and expanding our reach beyond headgum podcast i i hope the hey bay podcast is a, a nice funny podcast and not like an alt-right QAnon themed i mean we have enough mike pence material to go on if we need to yeah we could sort of adapt to any situation including a hey babe podcast so yeah, yeah i guess we'll do any podcast um all right let's take a break come back and power through more lightning round questions dope Woo! Ow! thank you to rocket money for sponsoring this episode of our show rocket money rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels mm. your unwanted subscriptions yo that's cool then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills wow very nice i mean this is just an instant way to save cash yeah and it's good to save cash because it's good to have cash because that way you can spend the cash on different that you things. haven't saved whether yeah. you want to spend it on a trip or a right. salad right like different ways those to are the two things you can buy right now yes easily you have to choose uh in fact rocket money has over 5 million users and help them save an average of $720 a year. That's a lot of cash. Saved. That's half a billion dollars in canceled subscriptions. Man, if I had that much cash, I would absolutely rent like a three bedroom You'd studio. You'd hundreds or, of millions of dollars left yeah. over. Well, then I might even do, well, three. Buy a, a mansion. I would do a Buy three. Buy a yacht. I would do a three bedroom <laughs> with a one car garage, but it is, it's attached. It's so you ADU. can actually go right in from from the garage into the house passive income, sort of renting that space out right so you yeah if i had how much you said how many billion 500 million dollars so if i had 500 million dollars i could have yeah a, a a a three bedroom with an adu studio that i could airbnb you could have like a thousand of them 100 dollars in yes you could do whatever you want cash <laughs> at that point. you already have the cash you have the half a bill what would i do with a hundred dollars a night in an airbnb you have so much more than that wow. interest alone you can have 50 million dollars a year maybe i do a two-car garage it doesn't matter because then you i would have whatever then the i would i wouldn't want to have the second car but you'd have if a friend came over and it was raining they could park in the garage and go right in through the house because like i said it's you a change the climate with that much money it would never rain on your parade because you'd be rich <laughs> wow 
And if you want to be rich, you can go to rocketmoney.com slash segments. That's rocketmoney.com slash segments. That way they know we brought you. Right on. Thanks, Rocket Money. Thanks. This episode of our show is brought to you by yet another podcast called See The Thing Is. Oh, yeah, folks. Are you a millennial? And do you miss what life was like in those 2000s, those aughts? I think I am. I think I'm the oldest millennial. It's like 83 yes. to 90 or something. You are a grandfather millennial. That's correct. I've grandfathered mm-hmm. in, in between Gen X and millennial. Um, exactly. And that's why you're going to love See The Thing Is. It's a podcast hosted by Grammy Award winning R&B artist Bridget Kelly and media personality and podcast trailblazer Mandy B. That's right. Real opinions, genuine connections, and... They have awesome guests like Ari Lennox, Big Frida, Remy Ma, Van Lathan, and much, much more. Always more. There's always more, folks. And if that's not enough, you'll leave with some new music recommendations or a curated playlist that you didn't even know you needed. So Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, if you're looking to add another pod to the rotation, follow and or subscribe to See The Thing Is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Yes, their new audio episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday, and visuals are available on YouTube on Wednesday and Saturday. You're going to love those. Sweet. Enjoy. Thank you, See The Thing Is. Have fun. And we're back. Uh, Okay, Jake, do you got any questions? Yes. Would you rather take a... This one's from uh, Naives Kiros, Haunted Bella Chow, actually. Would you rather take a pill once a day that allowed you to only need five minutes of sleep or take a pill that gave you the exact body you wanted, muscles, etc., with only 15 minutes of daily cardio regardless of your eating or exercise? Wow. I would definitely only need five minutes of sleep. I would have an extra third of my life back mm-hmm. and I can use one of those extra eight hours to exercise or something like to not need sleep would make me a superhero. I'd be able to cram in more work, responsibility, relaxation, anything in an extra third of a day between the sleep that I'm getting back. But would so, yeah, you, you cram in relaxation? I, I would, I don't think it would, I don't think it would be relaxing to not be able to sleep. I like sleeping sometimes. Well, you like sleeping because you need it, but this pill would basically replicate eight hours of sleep and you would mm. only need five minutes. You'd wake up after five minutes fully relaxed and it'd be like 11.48 p.m. And would you ever get tired? So you'd get tired at the end of the day. What about a midday nap? Would that be like a 30-second thing? And you're like, wow, that was really restorative. Don't need it. You just got the five minutes right there, five minutes at the bottom, pop the pill. I do body... I would do body. I would do body 100% and it's not even fucking close. So you you would sacrifice 8 hours a day, yeah. nearly a third of your life. That's right. Just to, have to be jacked. The perfect body. To have which the body that I want. You can still have, yeah. but you don't want to work. For I it. already basically do. There's just a couple little things that I would change, but which yeah. is what? Um I mean, I would like to have the abs, bigger glutes, thicker ankles, better calves. Don't uh, say basic. My forearms are <laughs> there, but my wrists could be a little wider, um, stronger hands, uh, lower hairline. Okay. You're not even talking about your muscles anymore. <laughs> it's whole body. It's body that you want, et cetera. You're changing I'd be parts six, of your face. <laughs> Straighter teeth, wider gums. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I would. I it, but I am basically there. I also only need to sleep for eleven minutes. So no, you I don't definitely need that. <laughs> you would die. It is kind of weird that we can sleep a thousand nights in a row, then you miss one night, and you just feel like sick and dead the next day yeah the human body should not need rest that often but then like if even if you do just get like if you pull an all-nighter you're you're completely thrown off but then you get one night of sleep the next night and you're kind of back right yeah kind of i don't know you might need that extra like an extra cycle you might need like a 12 spot instead of an eight to fully reset Mm. Mm. the Mm. golden fool asks i'm about to take a trip to new york over christmas break any must-have food recommendations? Wow. First, wow. And there's too many options in New York. That's the, it's the joy and the, the sorrow of New York. You'll never, like, you ask a thousand people and they'll give you a thousand different great restaurants on, like, 
the same eight block radius like yeah. there's too much just walk around and you'll hit a, a great restaurant that's true i th i do i'm a big fan of just using your eyes in in new york city like if you pass a restaurant that you think looks cool it probably is yeah. like if it looks like your vibe check it out and it it really can't be that bad um that said i think mineta tavern is the goat burger in new york city and i highly recommend it it's also got that old school new york vibe the tin ceilings the the uh the dark floors the tile it's really it's all there it's really nice old bar worn in very good grimaldi's pizza that's my recommendation get pizza at grimaldi's hundred or something year old pizzeria delicious yeah. pizza oh yeah that's good too and actually can you not forget the sauce the sauce. actually that i actually uh, the pizza actually has to have sauce trail packers writes what's your goat song or top three so you can choose three songs hmm. as the goat songs as the goat songs i got one that comes to mind okay go for it always a banger always good mm. you're gonna want to hear it yeah and it puts you in a light mood let's hear it what do you what do you got the star spangled banner Not oh really. say yeah. can you breathe <laughs> by what? the dawn's early steam there's no way this was the song that you have oh sorry kodachrome by paul simon that's that's my how number does that one, one go pick. Kodachrome, give me this night's bright colors. Give me the greens of summer. Take it to the soda, gunny day. Oh, yeah. Wow. I got a Nikon camera. I love to take a photograph. So please don't take my Kodachrome away. It's almost a jingle for a specific kind of film or camera. That's great. I I, yeah. I think Paul Simon is a good place to go for that. I mean, April Come She Will, that might be one of my goat all-time songs. Mm, uh, that's a Simon and Garfunkel jam, but kind of a, a somber um, tearjerker, really. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you've got Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger. I think that's that a good one. really good. I talked about Hook by Blues Traveler as being my favorite mm -hmm. song growing up, so I'll give it the number two slot in terms of nostalgia. And you can hear me sort of defend it ad nauseum on an episode of Punch Up the Jam. Oh, you know what? And here's my other absolute favorite song. I, it, I always forget about it, but I'm glad I'm remembering it now. It's Copper Line by James Taylor. Copper Line? Copper Line. You actually walked down the aisle to it at my wedding. Hmm. Because in my head, I was thinking about my favorite song at the time. Interesting. Yeah, you were yeah. humming the uh, the Paul Simon. <laughs> James Taylor's good. Yeah, um, he's got that soothing I, voice. It's it's Paul Simony in a way. Yeah, same style. Uh, and then for my third, I'll go for "Across the Sea," my favorite Weezer song. So that's nice. my top three. Music. And did is I mention good. the Star Spangled Banner? You did, and you shouldn't have. Yeah, I also like WAP. But mm. I guess that'll barely make my top four. Yeah. So it'll go Paul Simon, Weezer. Um, I already forget what I said as number two. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Blues Traveler. Yeah. yeah, and then WAP. Mm -hmm. But that's number four, so it doesn't yes. crack <laughs> this top three. Yeah. And mine's Pathetic by Blink-182. <laughs> or right, fuck it. It might be Dick Lips. <laughs> what? Dick Lips? By what Blink 182? Yeah. Um, okay, here's another question. Mm -hmm. What one item would you like to own if you had unlimited cash? Says Nathan Tony 9. Hmm. I feel like if I had unlimited cash, I would like to get a little like a pita tear in a in a weird place. Interesting. I'd like to have like the safe house in Helsinki or the, uh, oh, actually the James Bond uh, fucking bungalow in Jamaica. That would be, or, or a chalet, an Icelandic <laughs> lake retreat. I would choose one dumb house and have it somewhere that I could go out to. 
<laughs> yeah, where would it be? Like, I have to choose right now. I, yeah. I choose house. And you, have, you want me to put it in a place? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's call it Greece. Greece. I'll have the house in Greece. No, <laughs> Mallorca. Final answer. Give me a crypto punk so rare it has to be an ape with a hat and a cigarette. And, and how guess much who owns it? Is that worth? I don't know, seven million, eight million dollars. You can't buy these things because they're just ultra said rare. Ex- well, I'll make an offer that somebody can't resist, and that in and of itself will completely flood and create a new demand for these these objects of which i have the most rare one suddenly i'm a king to these fucking losers on discord and they all look up to me and i'm walking around down the street i'm you know living wherever you would you say mallorca and people have (laughs) no idea that i have this shit in my treasure or hard wall in the original spanish and i'm also down to fuck with a yacht and you're kind of down to not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's actually not true i don't like being on boats i get very yeah. seasick yeah. right but you will have an ape you will have oh i'll ape. ape into apes yeah that's for sure or maybe mm. i would just go to vegas and enter some really high stakes poker tournaments but i guess if you have unlimited money does gambling then ruin for you forever because there's no risk i don't know it feels like you it wouldn't be there would at least be a, a honeymoon phase where you were like, I can gamble, and this m- amount of money used to mean a lot to me. So you can kind of tap into that reserve. But at yeah, a certain but then, point, as I lose more, it'd be like playing for pennies with my nieces. Like exactly. it just doesn't mean anything yeah, to me. Yeah, but I think there'd be a little bit of time where you could really enjoy yourself. Oh my god, I've ex- it's funny. I've so long been striving for this <laughs> ultimate goal to have unlimited cash, and now that it's here. <laughs> the the journey of me getting it is completely destroyed i no longer value the the trips that i used to take to these high risk low reward casinos because i've already attained my ultimate goal and everything that i've been enjoying on my way to get there is not anymore it's kind of like a monkey paw situation i finally have what i've always wanted and at what cost i guess you know what i mean like Without any scarcity of that resource, I find myself in times of sorrow. Mother Mary comes to me. Sorry, I had you on mute. Um, I accidentally muted you for a, for a minute there. Were you? <laughs> did you have like a breakthrough or anything? Or a I breakdown? Was saying I wanted a Ferrari. <laughs> Final answer. An '88 Testarossa with a babe on the fucking hood. On the hood. And that's good. <laughs> um, here's an interesting question. From Go your perspective, it. how are the new Jake and Amir's going? Any specific aspects that ended up being easier or harder than expected to get back into? Mm. I think that the writing is, it, it's it's as easy to me to write them as it always was. And like as fun. And I still, and we laugh through the writing process, laugh through the shooting process, and then I guess the big thing that I don't know that we could like, I don't really know how to ad- address it is that like, I, w- I wish we were shooting in a live office, but like one, we don't have, like with COVID, we can't really do that. Uh, yeah. And two, we all, we just don't really have that capability, but like, I like just, I like hearing a little bit of an office buzz. Maybe we can just add a little bit of something like that in post, but I feel like we're mm. shooting in smaller, we're shooting in smaller spaces. So having people there, it looks weirder. Like IAC was such a big building. It had such a deep background and like there were yeah. cubicles. So you could picture why we were getting ignored, but also think it was funny that we were being so disruptive. Yeah. It's the production value. That's difficult. Like, trying to stage a place or light a place or make a place sound full. But like, like you said, it's hard to hire 50 extras or find a very busy office building because those don't really exist today. Yeah. But 
you know, subscribe to the Patreon. Tell your friends to subscribe to the Patreon. If we get more support, we can get more ambitious. So that'd be sick. Yeah. And I, there's still plenty to be done. I think the most difficult part, like you said, is more the production end of it. And post-production, like editing is more difficult when it's somebody dumping audio and video on our desk and be like, all right, that's all we got. Whereas like before it used to be logged, captured, um, aligned. Mm, yeah. What is it called when you, when you put the audio synced. and video together? Yeah, synced up. Yeah, now you have to do that. All ourselves, yeah. So that's been, I guess, the most challenging part. Um, fortunately... People are watching them. That's the hard part. And we already have people watching them. People are enjoying it. That's another hard part. People are enjoying them. Um, so the more difficult um, things are working out well. Um, and it's correctable fixes down the line that yeah. we can get better at, which is the production and post-production aspect. How many have we released? Like four or five? Yeah, I think five so far with six on the way. The Halloween costume one. That's cool. Uh, all right, last question. Superfly writes, who gets the golden mic and who gets the turdy for this episode and why? Uh, I got the golden mic early in this episode. Um, if you guys remember, I had to vamp while Amir sort of spaced <laughs> out. Not. You like, um, you left me out to dry. You left me hanging, but I, you I just was able that. to. You said you muted me. I was able to, I'm talking about the top of the episode. I'm talking about the top of the episode where you kind of like, yeah it felt like you fumbled the ball and i kept I it going a, i kept the show i kept the show I rolling the song i was the linchpin you, that kept it all together excuse me <laughs> so i think for that um i got the golden mic because it would have gone off the rails early right after the song um and then you got the turdy when <laughs> you sang the star spangled banner it seems like you don't yeah. even know the answer like, i do know the answer. i got the turdy one and like now you're trying to figure out when i got it i knew like, when you said there could be <laughs> you said oh say can can i breathe by the star spangled sleeve no you did say said, that oh say can you see by the don's early steve and now that you hear the actual thing i yeah. said by the don's early steve is worse it's worse. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> so the answer is, of course, you get the golden mic again, because that's what you always do. And I get the turdy. But I always earn. And that's what you always earn. <laughs> In the last episode, we asked our guest to assign it. So I felt like I had a better shot at potentially Yeah, you really did. You of, had a fucking real chance. <laughs> but... Messy style, penalty kick, no goal. Cruz Kane, yeah. yeah. He knew where it had to go. And I went top shelf, and I guess... Uh, you airmailed it. Off the it. crossbar. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hit off the crossbar. Didn't touch the crossbar. <laughs> hit a concession Barely stand a on the upper deck. overruled, <laughs> I think. So. Overruled because you under-delivered. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for, thanks for uh, answering or asking those questions. Mm. And thanks to Jake for answering them. Yes, thank you. Uh, opening theme song by Michael Cortez. Closing one by John Maitland. Another oldie, but hopefully newy to us. Uh, if you have any questions or theme song submissions, whether you write theme or song in the body of the email, I can now find them. Uh, mm -hmm. The email address for everything is ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. We're running low on questions and theme songs. Whoa. So now's your best opportunity for you to send them in and for us to read them and play them. Oh yeah, and baby. Uh, we're we're gonna be in New York this weekend, uh, Friday, October twenty second at the Gramercy Theater, uh, Headgum Podcast Live and Nad Pod Live, and then Saturday is Doughboys or no High and Mighty Power Hour into the Doughboys. They're doing That's a right. Power Hour and I then they're doing their podcast. Cannot wait for that show. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have that night off because I just want to sit there and watch Gabrus get fucking drunk and then all of them do a podcast what's the be what's impossible. the what's the restaurant that they're oh nathan's is that what yeah. they're gonna review after god yeah so funny they're gonna die so uh, come watch grown men die um and come watch grown men cry i'm gonna try to do a, a nice tearjerker during the headgum podcast that'll be fun mm -hmm. and uh we'll be back of course next week and for more of us you can always check out our patreon patreon.com slash ja we're watching old episodes um, and a bunch of other stuff on there. So check that out. Uh, Hell yeah. Right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.
Peace. Here we go. One time. If I were you, I would know what to do. If I were you, if I were you, if you were I, I think you'd know what to try. Cause there's a couple of guys with a show that's fly. A couple of New York someone with a twinkle in their eye. Their name's Jake and Amir, and they're your go-to guys. If I was ever troubled, this I'd do. If I were you, I'd write a little letter to Jake and Amir. And hope that they would take some time and lend an ear An answer to my question I would find If I were you If I were you yeah was a HeadGum original.